You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Uh, another preview edition for the Grizzlies upcoming season with Sudu Upade from WMC Channel 5. You have a sports anchor over there. Sudu, what's going on, man? First time on the show. Yeah, no, this is such an honor, Mark. I'm, I'm glad you're having me on. Um, you know, football is in full swing, but here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have training camp start for the Grizzlies and uh, a lot of excitement for Grizzlies basketball this season. So that's good to see. It is. There is a lot of excitement, even though it, and it's and it's weird. The kind of the way it works is because it's, there's a lot of excitement for a really really crappy team. Um, but <laughs> it's very true. But but that's okay. Uh, that that's what we're here to do. We're going to here talk about. We're having all the all kind of everybody who covers the, the Grizzlies on the show for the next few weeks, talking about the team and what we can expect. Um, first, I want to start with the offseason. I want to get your thoughts on and what happened there. A little bit of Andre Iguodala talk, but um, anything that stood out for you in the offseason, trying to you know, pinpoint you know, one move or anything they did that you thought, okay, this is a definite change from the last front office than the Grizzlies had. It's such a, it's such a different perspective now than it was uh, just a year ago. Oh, I mean, I, you know, everything. Everything Zach Kleiman's done has just been genius level. Um, when you, you talk about just that one move, for me, I think it was it was the Brandon Clark draft pick. Um, yeah. For some reason, they people you know scouts assume that his athleticism wouldn't take him far enough, or he's not a shooter and he can't do this or that. Well, the Grizzlies saw the value. I mean, it was on tape. He was quite possibly, in my opinion, I think he, he can end up better than Roy Hachimura, um, and I think he was the best player on that team at Gonzaga a year ago. So I thought that to me was like a huge deal. Obviously, what they got back for Conley was was awesome as well. Uh, the Tyus Jones thing was genius to me. You got a, you have a guy in John Morant who everybody the biggest thing is oh he turns the ball over. Well, you went and got the guy that has the best assist to turnover ratio in the history of the NBA to come in and and you know basically play backup point guard behind Jaw. Like all those moves to me are are genius moves, and they just show you like what kind of mind the Grizzlies front office has right now. Yeah, it's an extremely different. It's an extremely different front office this time around because I always and I've said this over and over on the show, but it's a, it's a proactive front office versus a reactive front office, and that's something that it, it really changes that that dynamic of what you're able to do as a team to go out and and do the things that you want to do and go out and get the people you want to get to continually make the team better instead of going oh crap we have we have a need at shooting guard let's go find something on the on the scrap pile oh justin holiday that'll work kind of not really so it's definitely right. a different, it's definitely a different front office um andre godala is still up in there where do you land on andre godala do you do you care that he if he ever reports do you think he'll report uh, where, where do you land on I, that either way i think it's good to have i mean for for getting that that 2024 draft pick for what they traded julian washburn i mean that's that's incredible so like to get him regardless of whether he plays or not is awesome anyway. I think it would be cool to have Iguodala in that training camp. I think it'd be cool to have him. I don't think the Grizzlies are going to hold on to him the entire season. I know there's people that don't like it because they're like, well, if you're going to go young, then go fully young. If we're going to suck, let's, you know, let's start developing somebody there. But I like it. I like having AI uh, in this training camp, on this team, and I hope he does report. 
You think we'll talk to him at media days? You think we'll talk to him in a few weeks? I think so. I mean, there's been no indication, you know, I mean, there's nothing but indications that he will be there because of yeah. what uh, everybody, whether Shams or Woj or whatever they've said, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago that the Grizzlies now do intend to have him in. Um, I know that the Grizzlies front office has done right by Mark and Mike and all these people, but at the end of the day, Golden State traded Iguodala to Memphis. So Memphis, I mean, doesn't owe him anything really. You know what I mean? Like if they want to keep him, they fully have the right to do so. I, either way, it's smart to have him around. Whether you keep him on the roster or you just keep him for a little bit, it's it's smart just to, for him to be here. Yeah, the the Grizzlies don't owe Andre Iguodala anything. Mark, Mike Conley, they, yes, franchise cornerstone. He's given a lot to this team. He played with a broken face. Andre Godal hasn't, right. been, he's never even been to Memphis yet. I'm sure he's still in LA. So, yeah, <laughs> the Bruces don't owe Andre Godala a thing. Hold on to him until December 15th, and then they could do something with him. Uh, right. They're going to have to make cuts, though, uh, if they do keep him on the roster. Uh, anybody you think sticks out for you that doesn't make the roster opening season that you know is. Is a likely candidate for the wave. They're gonna have to wave people anyway. They're at 18 people. They got to get down to 15. Anybody that you think is a likely candidate for waving, maybe you know, just on the bottom of the roster. Uh, I think the two you look at would be Ivan Rab, obviously, and the Grizzlies kind of delayed, I think, to get him his his new contract until later um, for a reason. I think they're gonna wait and see. I don't think Ivan has really panned out the way. Uh, he was supposed to. Granted, it was the last front office that picked him, but right. um, I, I think Ivan would be up there. I mean, I know Bruno is such a young, exciting prospect, um, but I would say he would kind of be at that on that level where I could see them waving him. Um, and you know, outside of that, like if Josh Jackson doesn't keep his head on straight, we know he's had problems. I don't know about a wave, but that's somebody that I kind of feel like is a bit volatile. Right, so, but at the top of the list would definitely have to be Ivan Rab, I think. You know, I've heard a lot of jo- Josh Jackson in, in, the, in these. We've been record. I've been recording these shows over the past few days to to kind of push out over the next few weeks, and I've heard a lot of Josh Jackson. And it, and it's actually not a guy I even I even mentioned. Um, I guess I mentioned briefly when I did my own kind of preview and these own kind of answer these own questions myself. And uh, it's not really a guy I even. I mean, I, I guess it's because I guess they they traded for him. I don't know, but I've heard a lot of Josh Jackson. But you're right; he's a guy that um, if he's if he's here with a resentment uh, in the training camp, that could go south pretty quickly. And, and he's a guy that you know there's there's no real money tied to him. You can wave him pretty easily. So I, I think that's interesting that you say that. Uh, coming up next, we will do a little bit more with Suda. We will get expectations on young players. We'll talk about some of the guys I drafted, D'Anthony and Mel, and some guys I traded for. Stay tuned. But first, can't find a workout that keeps you engaged. Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCK. That's L-O-C-K-E-D to get started. Welcome back to the show, talking with sports anchor for WMC TV, Sudo Upaday. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of the guys that they have kind of. They got a lot of young guys. They got a lot of guys that have to make decisions on. But the two most important guys, obviously, to this franchise, John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson. What do you expect from those guys this year? Specifically, Jaron, going from year one to year two, 
What do you think you see from him in that transition? I think we're going to definitely see a big step. I mean, the way I mean, he's a dark horse rookie of the year candidate a year ago, shooting percentage was great. Three point percentage was great. Awesome at blocking shots. I mean, he did it all a year ago and, and really impressed. And I think we're just going to continue to see that growth from Jaron. Obviously, I think the confidence level has gone up. He was all, he's never been a shy guy, but I think now that they're kind of looking at him to be more so of a leader, he's got a younger guy in jaw that's going to start, but it's going to kind of look up to Jaron in terms of just how to act in the NBA and all these things. I think he's going to, he's going to be able to take a little more ownership and we're going to see uh, Jaron obviously take on a bigger role. We're going to see him take on a bigger role because he's actually going to probably play more. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff was terrified of playing him right. a lot of minutes a year ago for some reason. And I know fouling was a concern for Jaron. Hopefully that is something that will be resolved this year. Um, but just just the next step. I think it's very – I feel very comfortable in saying he'll take the next step. And I think the just being out with the injury and all these things, he's very, very, very uh, excited to just get back out there. So uh, for Jaron, I say he's going to take the next step, whatever that is. I, I think that's that's good based on what he did a year ago. I think Jaron, I think if he's not playing 35 minutes a night, I think that's a disappointment. I mean, really and truthfully. I agree. I, there's no reason not to, to put him out there. Uh, and John and Moran, it made no sense a year ago. You know, it, like no. you, you had a guy, a rookie. You knew your team probably wasn't going to be the best. I mean, after like 10 or 12 games into the season, it was, it was kind of obvious, okay, we're not going to be contenders. Yeah. Even if he fouled out every game, it, it wouldn't have meant anything. It would have just meant experience. So I never quite understood why JB, and I know he tried to say that he talked to other coaches in the league and they said that, you know, a rookie's first year can determine his whole career. Well, I mean, if you don't play him, that could, that could kind of shoot his confidence down, in my opinion. So I was yeah. so confused by that with JB Bickerstaff. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't learn anything on the bench. That's for sure. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And if he fouls out, who gives a shit? Like, no one, no one cares. <laughs> I agree. I you know, like, you're you've lost forty games. Like no one cares. Uh, it, yeah, yeah I, that never really. Obviously, if people listen to this show, the people who do listen to this show know that I I screamed it from the mountaintops. I think last year too many times, but uh, you know, it, it never really made sense for John Morant, guy that uh, I think people have put a lot more expectation on him than they probably should. He's a guy that is a rookie point guard, notoriously difficult position in the NBA to be very good at. I uh, look at some people like Mike Conley, even Steph Curry. It takes you a long time uh, to be good at the rookie kind of uh, as, a, as a point guard in the NBA. Absolutely. What do you think is, is a solid expectation for John Morant to be with the Grizzlies this year? As far as let's, you know, as far as just overall. What should, the, what should Grizzlies fans look forward to for him? I think early on you will see those struggles, and I think some of those turnover struggles. Now, if you look at some of those turnovers in college, a lot of those are like kind of fat, flashy passing, and I don't know if that was because he was at Murray State and he wanted to kind of get some attention or if that's just a part of his game, but that's something he's going to have to work on. Like, hey, this is the NBA. You don't need to do the flashy stuff you know, anymore. Just keep it simple. Keep it cool. I think you'll see, you know, some turnover struggles early on. He's not going to be a high scorer, in my opinion. You know, he's just not going to be the guy driving to the basket. But I do think you will see flashes. And I think in those flashes, that's where the excitement lies, I think, is to see that that transition and just kind of development throughout the season with Ja. If he's getting better from game to game, he's picking up on different concepts. And I think it's great that he's got Taylor Jenkins as head coach. Um, I think, but once, once you start seeing a little bit of development and things like that, 
that's what you look at for Ja and go, okay, this guy's going to be a beast. But I agree with you. I think some NBA fans, especially today, because everybody wants everything instantaneously, are going to want, you know, a crazy, you know, crazy numbers, a crazy box score from Ja. And I don't think you're going to get that. And some people point to Trey Young and they say, well, look at Trey Young. You know, he, he took a little bit of time a year ago, but once he settled, he was great. Well, Trey Young is also a pure, he's a big shooter. I mean, that's not who Ja yeah. is. So don't, don't try to compare him to guys like Trey Young. Let Ja do his own thing. And I think over time, he's going to prove his value. But you're absolutely right. It's not going to happen in year one. It's just, that's very rare. I mean, I, I'm like the biggest Ja Morant fan. I mean, they think our lock, sure, yeah. on Twitter is locked on Ja Morant. Like anybody who looks at Phil, I made a, 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 the draft night once we got that pick. But still, like his offense is predicated on athletic ability. And once you get to the right. NBA, it is so different. I mean, it is so different. The guy, everybody's bigger, everybody's faster, everybody's stronger. So, a temporary expectation with him is is a real thing for people. I mean, not, not that I don't think he'll be have flashes and it'll be fun to watch, but um, they're going to be such stretches, like you said, where he's just bad. I mean, just not good. Yep. Um, which you know, it does make that Tyus Jones signing a little more important. Um, you know, I, I for one was a proponent of having Delon Wright, but again, I don't think it's a wrong choice. I think it's think it's a different choice, as I said before. Um, how do you think Tyus Jones helps John ja Morant get you know? get eases into the process. Do you think they could play together at all? Do you think it's a it's a John Morant starting, Tyus Jones backup kind of thing as a point guard, or do you think you see them as a combination at all? Is that possibility for them? The combination thing would be very intriguing. That kind of gets me excited to, to see, like, what that would become. You know, you play a little small and, and what that would look like. Um, I think just, like I told you before, I think Tyus is a very um, analytical guy. I think he's he's – extremely high basketball IQ right. um, and he makes very very smart decisions with the ball like he's not gonna which sometimes you know may, like oh, okay job might do something flashy that pays off but at the end of the day if you can keep the ball and create plays that's what's going to win you games and I think that's what Jaw's going to be able to pick up from Tyus is just going to be hey you know you don't have to do the behind the back whatever pass to Jaron Jackson when you know you got Jay Crowder waiting in the wing somewhere like those are the things I think Tyus Young is going to be able to – or Jones, rather, is going to be able to show him. And, and that's why I thought that was very, very, very valuable. You don't, have to do, you don't have to do a behind-the-back pass to Jaron for a, a, a dunk, but when he does, it will be awesome. <laughs> the forum is going to go mad. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what people are buying tickets to, uh, to come to FedEx Forum this year. It's so funny. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine um, – Lived in Milwaukee for a bit, but just a recent Bucks fan. I don't know why he was not a Bucks fan before, but he was kind of telling me, he's like, yeah, dude, when I come visit you in Memphis, we'll have to go catch the Grizzlies. And, you know, he's never said this before. And I've had other friends, like a friend who's from Houston, like, oh, man, you know, when the Rockets come play, I'll have to come watch the Grizzlies. And I think that's awesome because they finally have pieces that, like, have just NBA-wide appeal. You know what I mean? Like, people want to come watch these guys. And that in its own is so huge for this franchise, a small market franchise like the Grizzlies. No one has ever said to me, oh, my God, I've got to go watch Marcus Gasol. And I love Mark. Uh, and he's a great yeah. a great player. Um, but no one has ever said that to me. Like outside, of, I, I, I do a lot of, obviously, my real job is TV. So I do a lot of work, you know, outside of the city. Uh, and I, no one's ever said that to me. Like, hey, man, i got to go watch Marcus Gasol. Like, that's never happened before because, you know, it's just Marcus Gasol. He's, he's a good player and is, is what it is. But you're right. Like, league-wide appeal is something this team not, hasn't really ever had. Like, John Jaron could be... 
could be really good. I mean, they could be very, very good together. Obviously, they, they have potential to go one way. Either way, Joss never played NBA, yeah. but they could be they could be something really, really fun. You talk, you talk about those two, and then like Josh Jackson, a former lottery pick, is sitting right there. If he just happens to pan out, could you imagine? Grayson Allen, the biggest villain in college basketball when he was playing at Duke, he's now a Grizzly. Like these are household names people know in basketball. They, you know, they're not your Justin Holidays or your uh, DeLon Wrights or whoever Memphis may have, you know, in the past. James Ennis. Like these are actual names that people are kind of intrigued by. Like, ah, oh, let's see what this guy can do. So, if nothing else, ticket sales would probably be uh, <laughs> be a lot higher this year. Well, I tell people I'm sitting on the show for for weeks now. They're going to be bad, but hopefully they're going to fun. They're going to be fun while they do it, and that's they're going to lose a lot of games, and that's okay uh, because that's not what this year's about. This year's about just seeing what you got and a lot of different players. You mentioned Grayson Allen. Uh, do you think Grayson Allen is an NBA player? I don't know, Mark. I really don't. I, I think he shows flashes, but then he does makes boneheaded decisions. Um, other times, his shots don't fall in. It's it's all a matter of how he develops, I think. But he he has that potential, and that's what you want to see in a young team. Is you just want to see potential. You don't want to see guys that you're like, okay, that guy will cap off at this right. point. Like Grayson Allen could eventually become really, really, really strong, like a really strong shooter. What do you think happens first, Grayson Allen or Josh Jackson gets waived or traded? <laughs> Which comes first? <laughs> oh, that's a great. Yeah, listen, ah, man, I don't know enough about where Josh Jackson's at right now. Like, I, I, I know absolutely nothing about Josh Jackson's mindset, like where he's at, how he feels. Grayson, we saw make some dumb moves in G, uh, summer league play. So, yeah, I mean, on that, getting thrown out of summer league is difficult to do. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it just kind of makes me feel like, you know, I don't know if you've actually kind of learned yet. Like, do you realize, like, I understand, like, sometimes stuff will happen to you that is completely wrong. Like, the officials get it wrong all the time. But, like, being a professional means, like, yeah, you may chip back and forth or yell, but you can't get ejected every game. I mean, like, that's yeah. who Grayson Allen is right now. I'm afraid that if a, if a official blows a call or somebody accidentally elbows him, like, he's going to go berserk because he's going to go crazy. And uh, so I'll say if anyone gets waived first, it'll be great tomorrow. Look, the NBA is a different place. You do that to someone like Zach Renoff, you might get stabbed in the locker room. Like, Oh, no doubt. He'll you know, in like, the parking lot. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> there are guys you just you know you gotta learn. Look, if if Grayson Allen's gonna do that, if you're gonna be a fake tough guy, you gotta either you gotta you gotta be a tough guy. If that's the way you're gonna act, you gotta actually gotta you gotta back it up. And I don't think I don't think he's a guy that can ever back it up. I think he's a, he's a he's a fake tough guy. But you know, like you're right. His mindset is is up in the air. Both Josh and Grayson. Grayson's got. Uh, will he grow up? I don't know. I mean, it, it will be very interesting to see what he's able to do. Uh, someone else you talked about earlier. Now I want to I want to circle back to. Uh, Brennan Clark, um, what, yeah. what do you think Brennan Clark will be in the NBA? Is he an actual – it sounds like to me you think he's an actual rotational player this year for the Grizzlies. Oh, I think he's going to be impactful from the get-go. I I love that pick so much. I thought that was such a smart pick. and I, I just did not realize why he fell as far as he fell. I mean, I reading back, I've read anything from like, People thought his athleticism couldn't take him far enough. He wasn't built for the NBA, all this stuff. But all he did in college is prove that he was a playmaker and he made a difference. Um, I absolutely think Brandon Clark's going to be in the rotation. Um, he's probably not – I mean, obviously, being a power forward, you know, Jaron's going to take over. But they, if they play big, I think they can put both of them out there at the same time. And, I mean, summer league MVP, that's, you know, 
what more can you do as a rookie? You know what I mean? So I think that there's a lot of potential there for Brandon Clark. I I think he could make more of an immediate impact just because of the position he plays uh, quicker than jaw will, just because it's going to be a lot tougher for jaw. Absolutely. Uh, Let's take one more quick break. We will come back and we will talk about uh, starting a lineup. We'll talk about win totals, get all that coming up next. Welcome back to the show. Talking with Sudo Upid. Man, I, I told you I was going to scope you the last name. I knew it was going to happen this entire time. I was waiting. Time. It's got to happen at least once. I was doing okay. so well. I was doing so it's well. It's Upidea, so you're, you're, good. Uh, you're good. Anyway, I was doing so well until the last segment. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the starting. Let's get to the starter since I messed up my trans- transition back into the show. But welcome back. Who cares? Uh, let's start, let's do starting lineup. Let's do uh, give me your starters. Give me a few guys off the bench. You don't have to give me a whole bench, but a few guys off the bench you think you make an impact. Obviously, you mentioned Brandon Clark, but who do you think will be our starters on opening night? Okay, so at point guard, I'd say John Morant, um, Dylan Brooks at two, um, Kyle Anderson. I think will be at small forward. Darren obviously uh, at the. Four and then Jonas Valanciunas at five. Yeah, it's uh. Wait, before we move on, Jonas Valanciunas is he a is he a impactful player for you this year in the Grizzlies or is he someone that will be highly disappointing? Listen, I think there's a reason they signed him, and I I just cannot doubt this front office right now. Like I thought they paid Jonas maybe a little bit too much, but then when I go back and look at it, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of a smart signing because he had his best year yet. Given the opportunities, he, he you know he's going to get there and play. He's not he's not the perfect modern big man, but I mean he'll he'll be able to do some good things for you. And if he has one more good season, he could be a real asset they could trade to get another young piece on this team. So that's actually a really smart signing. But I think he will. I, I think he proved himself a year ago. Uh, he's an exciting guy. Um, you know, defensively he may struggle here and there, but overall I think he's going to absolutely continue to build on what he did a year ago. Because given the minutes. You know, I think the most he's had since he's been in the NBA, he proved himself. So I, there's no reason for us to doubt that he won't be able to do the same thing again. I think you're right. Doubting this front office is uh, is obviously it's not a good thing right it's now. It's hard right now. It's hard. It's hard it, right it, now, it, and that's crazy to say about the Grizzlies. It is insane because we spent I've I've spent years writing and talking about how bad this front office is, uh, yeah. and then it, it is literally a year later, and here we go. And instead of I'm setting about sitting sitting at a press conference trying to get sold on an, another grit and grind, which seems so long ago. Uh, now we're talking about how we can't doubt this front office. It is it has been a wild year. Uh, before I let you go, give me your win total for the Grizzlies. I think Vegas line is 27 and a half right now. I think I think I have them at 20 wins for the season. It might be a little low, but what do you where do you think they land on win totals for the year? Yeah, I've been hovering somewhere between. I saw the 27, somewhere between you know 20. 25 it's just you know there's a lot to figure out and I think a lot of those wins will probably start coming later in the season as well like I think first year head coach first time head coach rather in Taylor Jenkins and first year head coach obviously so many young players you don't really have a dynamic built at that point like what are you going to do I mean like there's so many new guys um how are they going to play together Jaws got to figure stuff out like Obviously, Jaron's only just in a second year. If they keep Iguodala, that's still – I mean, even if they have him and Crowder with the experience, it's still kind of tough to figure things out. So, uh, I th- I just think it's going to take them a, a while, like a few months to actually start to gel a little bit. So, 
24, 25 wins, I think, for this year is a, it's a fair uh, prediction. I think that's where everybody's been hovering around is about 25 wins. Joe Mullinex from Grizzly Bear Blues gave him 30 wins, but he's an optimist, not a realist like the rest of us are. I, I'm a pessimist, <laughs> really, because I have them way lower than, lower than everybody else. I don't. It's not that I don't think they can get to 25. I just I literally went through every single game of the on the schedule, and there was like a lot of games. I just was like I don't. I just don't know. Like you start to say yeah, but then you're like maybe I don't know. Like it, there's a lot of games out there, and then you know you have a lot of rookies out there. The schedule. When you get December, it's a lot of games. A lot of games in December. You get in January, and then I think that takes a real toll on players like John Morant, who have never played that many games in the travel schedule. So it will be interesting to see, nonetheless. It will be a fun year, like we discussed. It will be uh, interesting to see how John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, coexist in the Grizzlies and how they kind of stack up for the future. But, uh, Sudu, I appreciate you coming on. Make sure you go and watch him over on Channel 5, WMC, my old news station, WMC TV here in Memphis. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Let's do it again this season. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely, man. Pleasure coming on anytime.